Welcome to the State of Business with the Ohio Society of CPAs. I'm Jessica Salerno, Senior Content Manager at OSCPA, and this is the show where we bring you the latest news impacting the business and accounting world from top experts. And after you finish this episode, please rate and review us on whatever podcast app you're using to listen. In this episode, I spoke with Ohio Secretary of State Frank LaRose on what to expect from voting this fall. We discussed the opportunity for CPAs to volunteer as poll workers to earn CPE, the options Ohioans have for voting in the November election, common misconceptions about the voting process in light of the coronavirus pandemic, and much more. Here's what he had to say. We were really excited earlier this year when we heard from the Accountancy Board that they were going to be awarding continuing education credits for uh, CPAs who sign up to be poll workers. And uh, this, by the way, also follows with the uh, the legal profession that's doing the same. So lawyers who sign up to be poll workers can additionally receive continuing education credits. And that came from the Ohio Supreme Court. And as I think about it, you know, the profession uh, of, of, of accountancy uh, is a profession that's known for attention to detail, um, honesty and integrity, professionalism, public service, really all the same qualities that we need for poll workers. And so for accountants to sign up to be poll workers would, uh, first of all, be a great experience for them and an opportunity for an important civic duty, uh, but also I think would be a real benefit to the people of Ohio. I think that uh, CPAs will make excellent poll workers. Of course, your board of elections will give you all the training that you need to be successful. They'll pay you for your day's work. And uh, again, it'll be an opportunity to help make sure that we can have a fair election for every Ohio. And also important to emphasize, it will be safe. There uh, are a very detailed set of protocols that are being followed, a 48-point checklist that every county board of elections is required to carry out. Uh, Personal protective equipment will be supplied for both voters and for poll workers. Uh, Very detailed protocols for wiping down voting machines and making sure that all in all, we create a safe environment for those that choose to come and vote in person. And it sounds like that um, this has been really well thought through when it comes to poll workers. Why do these people volunteering to be poll workers, why do they make such a difference? Well, it takes 35,000 Ohioans to open close to 4,000 polling locations throughout the state. And I think over the years, we've, um, you know, we've become accustomed to a lot of the same people doing this job over and over again, we've got many poll workers that have done it for 20, 30 years. We honored a woman down in Cincinnati several months ago who had been a poll worker for 55 years and never missed an election. But, you know, we also know that a large portion of our poll workers uh, are in that age group where they may be concerned about being more vulnerable to the virus. And so it's kind of that opportunity for a new generation to step up and take on this important duty. I mean, these are the people that really are the backbone of our democracy in the sense of running a fair and honest election each time we open the polls. And these are the men and women that'll be there when the polls open at 630. They'll make sure that it is an honest election. They'll make sure that the laws are followed as it relates to it. Make sure that voters have that sort of friendly customer service experience when they show up to vote and send them out the door uh, with an I voted sticker on their lapel, having known that they made their voice heard. And I love what you mentioned earlier about how just with uh, the integrity and honesty that CPAs are known for, that they're kind of almost uniquely suited to volunteer as poll workers. If you think about it, this profession, uh, rightfully so, has earned that reputation. Uh, We know that CPAs are not only highly trained professionals, uh, but people of high integrity that take their their work very seriously. We know that uh, you can count 
on your CPA to give you the, not what you want to hear, but what you need to hear, right? The honest truth about your situation uh, in your financials. And it should work the same way with the election. You know, the, the, the voters get to have their voice. Uh, whatever the voters choose is what we respect. And we want to make sure that that is an honest and accurate accounting, if you will, of the votes. And that's exactly what the uh, the poll workers will get the chance to do from the moment somebody checks in and we, we verify their identity uh, to handing them a ballot, helping them if they uh, for example, have questions about how to use the, the voting machine or uh, if they make a mistake and, and need to, to start over. Uh, all of those are things that you'll be trained to do as a poll worker. And you'll have the satisfaction of knowing when, when you close your polling location at 7.30 p.m. and you, and you uh, take your results down to the Board of Elections and report them in and, and sign uh, that stuff over back to the Board of Elections, uh, and you head home to watch the results come in, you'll know that you were part of a really important process in the life of our state and of our nation. And I think that it will be a fulfilling experience, also a great education. A lot of us have voted for years, even those of us that have run for office, we think we understand elections, but until you actually get to work in the process, uh, you may not fully appreciate all of the safeguards that exist, for example. Really, we run elections in the year 2020 in the state of Ohio better than we ever have in our state's history. And that's the case in most other states as well. And people can be confident that when they see the final results reported, that it's the reflection of the will of the voters. And, and, and that's, a, I think, a, a good and fulfilling experience. It's a good education. Uh, and of course, you get paid for your day's work as well. Uh, but more importantly, you'll be helping during a challenging time in the life of our state to make sure we can still have a fair election. Like Secretary LaRose mentioned, if you're a CPA and interested in this opportunity, you need to take the training course and then serve all day as a poll worker to receive a total of 4.8 hours of general CPE. You can make arrangements with your local board of elections to obtain confirmation of completion of both the training course and service of a full day as a poll worker to document participation. Kind of a challenging time right now with the coronavirus pandemic. What should Ohioans know about voting this fall in light of everything that has been going on with the pandemic? You know, I often get this question, Jessica. People will come up to me and say, what's the election going to look like this year? Well, it's almost sometimes I've got a high a level of incredulity because the honest answer is the election this year is going to look like elections always look in Ohio. And what that means is that Ohioans are going to have three really good choices. There, there, there's not a bad choice among them. Uh, Ohioans will have the opportunity to participate in four weeks of early voting where they can go in person to their county board of elections, cast their ballot. That includes evening and weekend hours. We are by far a leader in the nation in over 200 hours of convenient early voting. So if you like that in-person experience, you don't have to wait until election day. You can vote in person early at your county board of elections. If you have any questions about where that is, just go to voteohio.gov, type in your county, you'll find the address and the hours that they'll be open. Uh, if you don't take advantage of that early in-person voting, you can vote from the comfort of home as an absentee voter. And by the way, this is nothing new. Ohio has done this for close to two decades. Even just in a routine election, we know that almost a quarter of the ballots are going to come in by mail. Uh, that means, you know, between 20 and 25 percent of the ballots come in by mail just routinely. This year, we think that number is going to go much higher. There are great benefits to voting from home. First of all, it's obviously safe uh, and, and convenient. But also think about this. When you vote absentee, it's like you're allowed to cheat on the test almost, right? When, when you vote in person, you kind of have to have your mind made up and know who all the candidates are before you go in there. But when you vote absentee from home, you can flip open your laptop, 
You can even get on the phone and call a friend and say, hey, what do you think about this candidate for judge or this local office candidate or this issue that's on the ballot? It's a great way to be a fully informed voter. And here's one other benefit of absentee voting and, and early voting for that matter. When you vote early, whether it's absentee or early in person, oftentimes you're then removed from the contact list. So the campaigns aren't going to be you know, filling your, your mailbox with, with uh, campaign flyers. And, uh, and calling you at all hours. And I think all of us Ohioans are kind of accustomed to election season. It's pretty intense here in Swing State, Ohio. It's a public, you know, public record uh, once somebody has voted. Of course, certainly not how they vote. That's private information. But once people have voted, uh, then, then that's a list that the Board of Elections keeps. And most campaigns will then remove those voters from their contact list because they don't want to waste their time and money calling somebody who's already cast a ballot. So just one of the, a couple of the benefits there of absentee voting. And then, of course, if you wait until Election Day, the polls will be open from 6.30 a.m. until 7.30 p.m. You'll have the same uh, customer experience that you've been accustomed to for years. When you show up at your polling location, you're going to be greeted by a friendly poll worker. They'll be smiling, but you will not be able to see that because they'll have a mask on, of course, and uh, there'll be a safe environment for voting. So again, early voting uh, in person, absentee voting, and in-person election day voting, really three good choices. There's no reason to sit this one out. Just pick which one of those works best for you and make sure that you make your voice heard. And as far as all those options for voting um, are available, are there any deadlines that we should know about? Absolutely. So here's a couple of deadlines to keep in mind. First of all, the first deadline to think of is the voter registration deadline. You have to be registered to vote in the state of Ohio 30 days before the election. That's what the Constitution says. And so that means that October 5th, is the deadline for voter registration in Ohio. Now, if you're already registered, and most, most people are, uh, just take the time to check and make sure your information is all up to date. If you've moved and haven't updated your address, you can do that online. It only takes a few minutes. And if you're not registered to vote, you can get registered. And also think about reaching out to that young person in your life. Maybe uh, one of your own children or grandchildren or the kid down the street that cuts your grass or whatever, uh, somebody that you know who's turned 18 recently or will be turning 18 before election day, take the time to remind them to be a registered voter. Again, October 5th is that deadline. And then the day after that is when early voting begins. And so if you put in your absentee ballot request right now, uh, which you can do by just returning the, the, the form that we mailed to you or by going to voteohio.gov and printing your own form out, uh, or even, you know, uh, you can actually make your own form. There's instructions right there. If you don't have a printer, you can just take a piece of notebook paper and make your own form. But if you request your absentee ballot now, you're going to get it right uh, at the beginning of the process. That starts October 6th. That's when they start mailing those out. Now, the deadline to request your absentee ballot, and we don't want people to wait, but if you do wait until late October, you really have to get that in by October 27th. Now, the law says you can wait as late as Saturday before the election. That's really effectively too late because if you request a ballot that late, uh, chances are it's going to arrive at your house after the election has occurred. And then obviously at that point, it's going to be too late to cast your ballot. Uh, once you have your absentee ballot, uh, you should uh, make sure that you get it mailed in right away. We want to encourage Ohioans to help us flatten the curve. And in this case, we're not talking about the, the viral curve. We're talking about the absentee ballot return curve. Imagine if everybody returns their absentee ballot at the end of October, it's going to swamp the boards of elections. And so we want to help them out by getting those in as soon as we can. My wife, Lauren, and I, we have already requested our absentee ballot. We know that the Franklin County Board of Elections is going to mail us our ballot right around October 6th, and we're going to send it in as soon as we receive it. Now, the last deadline uh, to, to think about 
uh, well, two, two last deadlines is those have to be postmarked by November 2nd. So if you're going to mail it in, try not to wait that late. But if you do, definitely have it postmarked by November 2nd. And, or you can drop it off in person at the Board of Elections and every Board of Elections in Ohio, and this is a big improvement this year over, over the past, every Board of Elections in Ohio now has a secure 24-hour drop box. All you got to do is drive up and drop it off if that's what you want to do, if you don't want to mail it in. And then as long as it's postmarked by November 2nd, it can arrive at the Board of Elections up to 10 days later. And this is one thing that Ohio can do that not every other state is doing. Uh, we allow, as long as those ballots are postmarked by November 2nd, there's plenty of time for them to arrive uh, and get to the Board of Elections and be counted as part of the final tally of results. Of course, those ballots that uh, arrive after the election by nature can't be counted on the election night unofficial results. But when the real results, the final tally is released weeks later, your vote will be definitely a part of that. And earlier you mentioned that uh, sometimes you get people asking, you know, what's it going to look like this year? What will the election look like? Are there any other really common questions that uh, people are asking you about voting in the election this year? You know, we're, we're constantly trying to reinforce to people how secure the process is. I think that unfortunately, there's a lot of false information information that makes its rounds this time of year uh, on social media. I, I'd encourage all of us to think before we share something. Remember, when you share something on social media, what you're effectively doing is validating it for your friends. You're telling your friends, hey, this is something you should pay attention to. So if you hear some you know, wild rumor out there, uh, you know, be thoughtful before you share something like that to, to make sure it's actually valid. And we work constantly to sort of uh, debunk those rumors that, that come up and make sure that people have accurate information. The fact is that no matter which one of the three voting options you choose in Ohio, they are all secure. Uh, Ohio has a very thoughtful set of safeguards and rules in place to prevent uh, ballot fraud from happening in the state. And, and uh, it's extremely rare, but it's something that when it does happen, we take it very seriously. And we actually refer for prosecution when, uh, for example, uh, when, when somebody uh, was to if somebody commits a, a, a violation of the law, such as ballot harvesting or trying to uh, vote multiple times or something like that. Those are things that just uh, are very rare, but uh, you know we take very seriously here in Ohio. Every Ohioan should make their voice heard. It's really easy to do. Uh, it's also important to, to realize, and this is maybe an, an opportunity for a civics lesson. Uh, when we, when we release results on election night, those are always the unofficial results. And what they're effectively doing is we're saying these are all the ballots that we've received up until 730 that night. And that usually gives you a good sense of what direction the, uh, the contest is heading, but it's never the final result. And this year, maybe more than ever, we're going to see large numbers of ballots continue to arrive on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday after the election. Because again, as long as they're postmarked by Monday, November 2nd, they can continue to arrive up to 10 days later. And so when people hear that unofficial result on election night, understand that that is just that. It's an unofficial result. The real result, the, the, the final official certified result will be weeks later. That's the one that matters most. And we're going to report on election night how many outstanding absentee ballots there are. We've actually reconfigured the way that we do our election night reporting. So that number will appear prominently. You'll know that uh, you know this number of ballots have been counted, this number have gone for this candidate, this number have gone for this candidate, but we're also going to report the number of outstanding absentee ballots. And we know that a large portion of those will continue to come in. And again, as long as they were legally cast and, and postmarked before November 2nd, they will count. So if you see the numbers change between election night and the certified result weeks later, that's not a sign that something nefarious is happening. In fact, quite the contrary. What it is is a manifestation of our 
firm commitment that every legally cast ballot deserves to be counted. And, uh, and so you can expect that the numbers will change between election night and the final certified result. And I think that's a really great reminder because I feel like over the years we've kind of been spoiled. You know, we think election night, that is the night when everything gets decided. But it's a great reminder, to, especially for this year, to think things can change after the fact, after all of the ballots are counted, the ones that are mailed in. You know, 7.30 on election night, that's when the voting ends. And that's true. No, Nobody can vote after that deadline of 7.30 on election night. But it's not the, it's not when all the ballots Count. And certainly that's never the case. But as we know, we're going to see a higher percentage of absentee votes this year than we've perhaps ever seen before. And uh, we like to get the results quickly, but we will never sacrifice accuracy for speed. And this sounds like something that probably is a core principle for, for accountants as well. I mean, I'm sure that your clients like it when you can do your work quickly. But what's more importantly, uh, what's more important than doing your work quickly is to do it accurately and honestly and completely. And that's exactly what we do when it comes to tabulating votes and how we report those votes. Uh, we're going to be very transparent about that. Again, election night, we'll, we'll give an unofficial tally, uh, but those numbers will change uh, over the next several weeks as more ballots continue to come in. And earlier you, you cautioned people against maybe just sharing things on social media that they haven't really looked into or, or verified that are true. Are there any misconceptions that you hear that um, you want to clear up? You know, it, it's, always, uh, it's always something different. There's an incredible capacity for creativity when it comes to <laughs> right. uh, the, the, the latest rumor or, or uh, you know, urban legend as it really place to voting. Some common ones, you know, you'll hear some people say, well, they don't count absentee ballots unless the results are close. That's 100% false. That's never been true. In fact, the absentee ballots, when you vote by mail from the comfort of home, those are usually the very first ballots counted because intuitively the Board of Elections can receive them. They have validated that your signature matches. They've checked your identification. They've uh, opened the secrecy envelope. They've been able to, to spread out the, the ballot to, to get the, the creases and folds out of it. And at 7.30 when the polls close, those are the very first ballots that they count. Um, and so that, that's one of those. You know, there was another one going around a couple days ago that I debunked on social media. And if you're curious, uh, make sure to follow me on, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn. It's just my name at Frank LaRose. And uh, as these things come up, we'll, we'll, we'll tend to, you know, uh, do the myth buster thing and, and make sure that people know the truth. But there was a rumor going around that somehow your party identification, uh, as in which, which political party you, you identify with, is printed on the outside of the absentee ballot envelope. That's 100% false. It's not true. Never has been true. It's not the way we do things in Ohio. So those kind of things pop up. Uh, people should know that this isn't something that we're doing for the first time. Ohio has run fair elections for a long time. It's a bipartisan team of elections officials at each county board of elections that do this work. Every part of the process is overseen in a bipartisan way, including, by the way, how, uh, how, how it works at the polling locations. And so if you go to voteohio.gov and sign up to be a poll worker, you will be part of a bipartisan team. And, you know, in, in Washington, it feels like Republicans and Democrats can't agree what day of the week it is. But at your county board of elections and at thousands of polling locations around Ohio, Ohioans come together from both parties and do a really good job of running a fair election because, because we believe in democracy, right? We, we believe that regardless of what choice the voters make, uh, the choice is theirs and it should be a free and a fair and accessible election. And that's what we do. Uh, again, not to get philosophical, but everything 
uh, in, in our way of life as it relates to democracy is based on the only power that, that elected officials have comes from the consent of the governed. The only authority that I have as the Ohio Secretary of State comes because the people of Ohio asked me to do this job. And the only way that we establish that consent of the governed is through an honest and an open and a transparent election. And that's why we take this work very seriously. And Ohioans will know when they see the final result certified here in the state of Ohio, they will know that, it, well, again, whether their candidate wins or loses, that it was an honest contest and one where everybody had the opportunity to make their vote. And what advice would you have maybe for some Ohioans who are feeling kind of anxious about voting? You've offered a lot of information, a lot of different options for people, but would you offer any advice for them before they vote uh, this fall? Yeah, sure. Of course, uh, you know, do your research, be an informed voter, understand all the safeguards that are in place, and whichever one of the three options you choose, uh, again, they're all safe and secure. But one of the things that Ohioans can do uh, if you are going to vote absentee, if you like that feeling of putting your ballot in the ballot box yourself or putting it in the scanner yourself, you can sort of have the digital equivalent of that because you can track your ballot. So you can go to voteohio.gov. You can put in your name and uh, your name and your county and uh, you can rest assured you'll see it right there on the screen, the confirmation that the Board of Elections has received your ballot. And so ballot tracking is, is another great way to do it to make sure that you you know and can be confident that your voice was heard. And by the way, uh, once you've cast that, that early ballot, you know that uh, you're available on November 3rd. And so maybe consider signing up to be a poll worker as well. Three reminders for folks. First of all, get registered to vote or update your voter registration. You can check that at voteohio.gov. The second one is obviously sign up to be a poll worker. And the third one is don't delay. Uh, we know that the Postal Service is perhaps moving a little slower than we're accustomed to. And so this year uh, is not a good time to wait to the last minute. Go ahead and get your request in right away and help us, again, flatten that curve so that the boards of elections don't get swamped all at the last minute with everybody submitting their, their absentee ballot uh, requests or sending in their ballots all, all at the last minute. That's a, a good idea for everybody. And actually, one thing as it relates to being a poll worker, a lot of businesses in Ohio are offering their employees a day off to be a poll worker. So uh, for those of you that are business owners that have employees that, that maybe uh, operate a, a, an accounting firm or what have you, consider uh, giving your employees a day off to be a poll worker. We call it giving a day for democracy. And it's, uh, I think it'll be a great experience for your, for your employees and, and also uh, an important service for the state of Ohio. Thank you to Secretary LaRose for explaining more about the options Ohioans have for voting this fall. So how do you plan to place your vote, absentee or in-person? Let me know at jsalerno, J-S-A-L-E-R-N-O, at ohiocpa.com. And please rate and review us on whatever podcast app you're using. We love to hear your feedback. Thanks for listening.